You are listening to the Next Best Picture Podcast, and this is our review of Thank You for Your Service. I rode shotgun in the lead Humvee, and I looked for bombs. Stop the truck. You don't see the bomb unless they want you to. What you got? I don't see nothing, man. You don't see it. He feels it. I was a good soldier. I had purpose, and I loved it. You kicked some ass over there? Yeah. Yeah, man. We wanted it to be perfect. I'm home with my favorite girls. It's perfect, baby. Am I getting laid or what? Oh, yeah. You're getting laid. Maybe I'm foolish. How long have you been up? It's already 4 p.m. in Baghdad. Got one chocolate chip smiley face pancake for you. She doesn't like chocolate. Okay, I guess I missed that part. I'm only human. Two Army Commendation Medals, an Army Achievement Medal. Impressive. You never told me you were a hero. Don't spare me the details. I can take anything but quiet. Some people got the real problem. You are my hammer out there. Don't let these young guys see you fold. Some people think I can... I don't belong here. He did his job. Now do yours. I'm only human after all. No, I'm not all right. Don't put the blame on me. Can't name him after me. Don't put the blame on me. It's too perfect. Is there a specific incident that troubles you? I'm no prophet or messiah. You should go lock in somewhere high. I know this don't look like much of a life, but every morning I get up, I'm grateful. I'm alive because of you. I'm only you. All right, everyone, you were just listening to the trailer for Thank You for Your Service, and the story is as follows. Sergeant Adam Schumann tries to readjust his civilian life after returning home from the war in Iraq. Fellow soldier Sulo Ayeti must deal with the aftermath of a bombing that left him with a traumatic brain injury. Will Waller searches for normalcy after uh, surviving several explosions, while Michael Emery must deal with the effects of a sniper's bullet to the head. With memories of the battlefield still lingering, the soldiers soon begin their long journey to physical and emotional rehabilitation. The film is starring Miles Teller, Haley Bennett, Joe Cole, Amy Schumer, Bula Cole, and Scott Hayes. It is written and directed by Jason Hall. Joining me for this review, you may have heard her before on the main show of the Next Best Picture podcast. It is Deanne Kiazese, everybody. Hey, I am so excited to be here. This is my first review, and it was my most anticipated movie of the year. No, (laughs) no, no, it wasn't. In fact, the marketing of this movie, I hope we're going to talk about that. The marketing of this movie was very strange, I think, and didn't do it any service. Mm. You know, it's interesting because... I don't even feel like they played up in the marketing that this is from the guy who wrote American Sniper. Right. You know, like I I get touches of it here and there, but like not even in the trailer did that get mentioned not once. You know what I mean? Right. That's a missed opportunity. And then I, I have to talk about the weird preview with the Shania Twain introduction and the Shania Twain song. I don't know. Maybe they were trying to appeal to to a different audience than me, but um, it kind of made me really 
anxious kind of not to see this. But that being said, it actually surprised me a little more than I expected. Not a lot, but a little. Yeah, no, there's uh, some good stuff in here. Uh, And then, of course, the trappings of a directorial debut. Not everyone can be Jordan Peele or Greta Gerwig this year. And Jason Hall uh, shows a couple of rookie mistakes behind the camera. Writing-wise, I mean... He's exploring very similar territory that he explored in American Sniper. This is also based on a true story, based on real people. Um, it is exploring post-traumatic stress disorder for these men that come home from the war in Iraq. And there are battle sequences shown, albeit though, this is like 90% at-home drama, 10% battle sequences, where in American Sniper, it was kind of split 50-50 between some of the sequences back in Iraq and the set pieces that Clint Eastwood had directed there. So this film really focuses much, much more on the family life dynamics, uh, trying to get reacclimated to civilian home life, and honestly, how the system, like... Just the, uh, the the VA in general uh, that's put in place to try and help these guys is also kind of a mess. And these guys are not getting the help that they really need. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, as far as the storytelling and the way he kind of chose to break it down with trying to build that suspense around what was sort of the event that happened that caused these guys where they are. I kind of feel like that didn't even need to happen. I feel like it could have been a linear mm. story, in my opinion, and probably Yeah, been... I was a little underwhelmed by it myself even yeah. when they did reveal it. You're right. Yeah, I think it could have been just as effective as a linear story. And I'm with you. My favorite part of it, I actually think they could have explored more, was you know that whole kind of watching that frustration of dealing with the VA system, the bureaucracy, the red tape, You know how, how these people are kind of treated coming back and and kind of the pain around that that healthcare. So right because we've had plenty of movies throughout decades of wartime that have focused on the individuals themselves, but I don't re- recall a movie off the top of my head that really focused on the system. No, and I think it'd be really timely right now. Uh, you know, I, I think that's a missed opportunity. I, I also I don't know another kind of opinion I have on this is. I actually spent a little time just in prepping for this, listening to some interviews with like Jason Hall and with the the real guy that is portrayed, Adam Schumann. And I actually, as I'm listening to that, found some of the content of those interviews way more interesting than this film was. And it just kind of makes me feel like it, this could have been actually a really great documentary, <laughs> maybe yeah. more than even, you know, needing to tell the story in the way it was told. Not to say there's not a story there, because I think there is. Oh, yeah. No, there definitely is one to be had here. And the actors are certainly more than capable of delivering it. Um, You know, in talking about Miles Teller, yes, he's one of those actors who unfortunately is probably always going to look like a boy forever. You know, he just is never going to, you know, he's always got these like boyish looks. Even with the scars. Chubby face. (laughs) Yeah, even with the scars. Exactly. (laughs) But we've seen um, him deliver Really, really, really phenomenal performances in things like The Spectacular Now, Whiplash. Um, I know a lot of people did not see the film he was in last year. Um, I think it was called uh, Born to Bleed or Bleed Bleed for This. That's what it was called. Yeah. Yeah. Not many people saw him in that. But I mean, with this, hopefully more people will see this and understand uh, truly what a great actor he actually really is when he isn't being given stuff like. Fantastic Four. (laughs) Yep. Or that one, the awkward moment, weird romantic comedy thing. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Uh, I have to say, like, uh, his performance is the 
probably the best aspect of the film, I would, I would venture to say. Yeah, I agree with you. It was subtle. And, you know, he was really having to convey something without conveying it because um, he's, you know, really kind of suppressing his emotions. So you sort of he's having to convey that without really showing it overtly, which I think he was successful at. Um, and I think brought a nice tone to the film. Um, I, you know, I don't know. I'm sure we'll talk about this near the end, but I don't know that there's any awards here for him. Um, but I, I definitely think that hopefully it puts him on the map to do some big things moving forward. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so, too. What, what I actually wasn't expecting when I saw the marketing for this film, I thought it was going to be the Miles Teller movie. And this is, if anything, a showcase also for uh, Beulah uh, Cole. Yeah. I hope I'm saying his name right. Um, and also, too, a couple of the other guys. I mean, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of who else here. Brad, uh, Brad Byer plays um, the character uh, uh, James Doster. Uh, he doesn't really get much screen time. Joe Cole, who plays Billy Waller, also doesn't really get much screen time. Uh, Scott Hayes as Michael uh, Emery has has one memorable sequence in the film mm-hmm. with him and Miles Teller. Uh, but... The film really hones in on uh, Beulah Cole the most, uh, other than uh, Teller. And I was very, very uh, surprised to see that because I wasn't expecting this. And I thought it was very interesting how his own story had its own... um, its own issues, so to speak, to deal with. And he was going through his own experience, even though it still stems from uh, the experience that these two men shared. They're both going through it in different ways after the fact. Yeah, I thought he worked really well. um, And I thought it was a good standout for him. Um, I... I and I agree. I, I think it was an equal story to what we saw with Miles Teller, um, and I think that they played together really well. And I thought that they built off of each other very effectively. Um, I have to ask you though, what the f was Amy Schumer doing in this movie? That was weird. Oh my gosh! Oh, so <laughs> the first scene that she has in the movie, she goes right up to uh, Adam Schumann, Miles Teller's character, and she's like demanding to know like how her husband got killed, you know, because. She wants to know if he was there. And this is like one of the mysteries of the film that we don't really know about until later on. And she has like this very, oh my God, it's like this forced dialogue. Tell me how my husband died. It's so bad. Oh man. I don't get it. And if she's trying, you know, I just don't get the decision. Because if if it's an attempt to try and get against, you know, go against type and showcase something that she can be, this was not the right choice. I found it so, it pulled me out of the movie completely. I thought it was so weird. Yeah, I I didn't, I didn't feel like it belonged. Uh, And and you know what, maybe if this is a transition for her where she's going to try more dramatic uh, work in her career, um, she needs to start somewhere, I suppose. But but I, I, I too, yes. Every time she was on screen, I was like, "Are we gonna get like funny, Amy? It, it, like, or is this completely serious?" And I, I was thinking those things instead of thinking about the character and thinking about her place within the story. So yes, it took me out of the movie completely. There is a scene where Miles Teller, uh, Beulah Cole, and uh, the other actor uh, Joe Cole, who plays um, uh, the other guy I was saying, Billy Waller, they have a scene like at this bar. And the song, um, God, what's, what's the, the Saturday Night Live what song? What is love? What is what love? Is love? From yes. Night at the Roxbury. Oh, yes. Okay. That song comes on, and I'm going to just come right out and say it. It's actually probably one of my favorite cinematic moments of the year in, in terms of just expressing pure joy. Because these three guys, like, 
they they just let it go for this song and they danced to it the same way that me and my friends would probably love to dance to it if this came on and we were having a few at the bar you know yeah I, i found so much to really like about that scene that it helped me as a viewer to empathize and sympathize with these guys um throughout the rest of their stories because they established very very early on these guys are just normal everyday average guys who have been through some tough times but you know it made them it gave them uh, dimensionality made them more human Definitely. And I think the other piece that it really um, illustrated was that kind of camaraderie piece of what it means to be in those types of situations together and the bonds that you form with people. I thought um, one of the things that was pointed out in one of the interviews is that they intentionally chose to dance incredibly close in that scene because it was almost uncomfortably close, like in a way that maybe normal people or normal friends may not. Um, and um, you know, They were of, grinding on top of Yeah, time. they're grinding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so um, anyway, I, I, I agree. I like kind of know Knowing that going into it added to, I think, the effectiveness of that. And, um, yeah, it was a really special moment for sure. Uh, you know, and, and then some, the, something happens with one of the friends uh, early on in the film. You start realizing that these guys, the lives that they've just come home to is not – it's I hate saying like a cliched line like it's another war at home or something yeah. like that. It, it's not. <laughs> it's not about that. There's really – you know, because for like Miles Teller, yes, they're in a, a smaller house than what they once were. Yes, he needs to find a job and, you know, things could be better. But this isn't like he's in a bad relationship with his wife. This isn't like, you know, something truly, truly awful. I mean, um, the uh, – I, I can't – I'm blanking out his name already. Ayeti, right? Tesulo Ayeti. Um He's got a baby on the way. So, like, these guys are um, are coming back to pretty good conditions overall, except one guy. He doesn't come back to a – he doesn't no. he doesn't get the, the best welcoming party. Let's just no. put it that way. So um, but the other two guys, you know, it's interesting to see how just simply being on the other side and trying to get back to a life of peace – when you are living a life that's just so on edge and every moment is life and death and what that does to you mentally. Right. I, I really feel like they had a chance to uh, explore and they and they took it. They went with it. There are some really, really, really fantastic scenes that show um, the effect of this. Um, you know, I can name a couple such as when um, Ayeti is playing a video game and he has a vision and he freaking just becomes a horrific monster of a human being uh because of that trauma and it's actually one probably one it's probably the, the single standout scene in the whole film for me because of how much the actor truly committed himself physically to that moment and how horrifying it really really was and also how true it felt it didn't feel cliched there's a lot of Things that feel cliche when you watch movies such as this. I mean, hell, even American Sniper is victim to this. But I, I really feel like they struck a very good tonal balance at times here. Yeah, it was it was impactful. And I think that whole message, too, of what somebody's dealing with on the inside, I think they, they do a really good job of um, kind of bringing some empathy for that. I mean, even just the name of the, mo- or of the movie itself, Thank You for Your Service, is 
ironic, right? In a lot of ways. Oh, yeah. And, and it's certainly not meant to be taken literally. It's kind of like th- uh, giving thoughts and prayers, you know, to Las Yeah, Vegas. it's kind of like, oh, gee, yeah. thanks. You right, know? right. And um, and then, you know, there was um, also, it kind of talked around um, kind of that, hey, if people can't see this on me, that I was there, that I did this, and did it not happen? And do they not give it the same level of credence of somebody who maybe is, has lost a limb or, you know, that kind of thing? And I, I thought that whole message was really, um, you know, kind of the nice overreaching theme that I think was successful for sure. Oh, I definitely think so, too, because it, it's also an interesting question, one that normally doesn't get brought up. So to see these guys actually talking about that and discussing that amongst themselves was very interesting, uh, to say the least. You know, so we have a film here that features pretty strong acting, except from, uh, I guess, probably from Amy Schumer. Uh, we have some interesting ideas to explore. Where the film kind of falls apart for me, though, is the way in which, like, Jason Hall as a director, um, A, can't seem to really, like, stitch these uh, vignettes, so to speak, in, in the aspects of these uh, characters' different uh, different lives together, and also, to putting the tidiest, tidiest bow of an ending on it in the third act, where everything just wraps up so nicely, and I could not for the life of me stand that because it feels like the film just ends out of nowhere right and it wasn't impactful there were the, i think no. the first act was actually the best part and that kind of goes back to what i was saying earlier where i think you could have put the end at the beginning and then just gone on your way and maybe ended with something um that you know kind of left a little more food for thought than i think we got i agree because there is a flashback that takes place in the first act where You think the outcome is one thing, and then you find out later on that it's another thing completely, and this is revealed when Miles Teller takes a trip out to Arkansas, um, and we see, you know, that what we saw in the beginning is actually not what we once thought it was, and instead, he's more traumatized, more or less, by another event that took place, and then when they also reveal that... That doesn't even hit as hard as it could have. Right. You know, it's it's interesting how other moments in the movie hit very hard, but the moments that should have hit the hardest don't. Right. You know, like a scene involving uh, a scene involving like a, a, a I don't know what you call them, but a fighter dog. Ugh, I guess. I hated that. Like <laughs> that scene wrecked me, wrecked me. But also at the same time freaked me out because I wanted to know what was going to happen to this poor dog. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But it didn't act... Yeah, I agree with you. It, it was painful for other reasons, but not necessarily that important to the story itself. So there, there were just things like that that were kind of off. I, I read a little bit about him. You know, he like started on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And then there was uh, there's this whole story too around him trying to get his um, go in acting mainstream with um, recent scandalous James Toback. Apparently he was doing like a lot of acid trying to get going with James and decided to go into rehab and then start writing. And he tried to write a bunch of movies for himself to star in. And then uh, that didn't work. And then finally he got hooked up with, you know, kind of got that break with Sniper and then worked with Spielberg on kind of getting this off the ground. So, I mean, look, I think he's still got some things to learn for sure. Um, But um, it sounds like his next uh, project is something of a George Washington origin story. So I don't know. We'll see how that goes. If you can call well, it. I'm glad to see story. that he's going to explore different territory at least. Yeah. Um, 
I do think that this film shines a light on our veterans in uh, an interesting way that we don't normally see it as. We usually uh, view it more as superficial. And yes, there is a respect factor there, but I don't think people truly ever understand uh, what you know the men and women who serve this country actually go through. But at the same time, I, I, I do wonder to myself, like, is this film trying to paint a picture where every single soldier has go is going through this? Like, even the ones that put up a facade of like, oh, you know, I I could never understand why somebody would want to take their own life. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, because there are guys like that in the movie. Mm-hmm. Are they going through something as well, and just simply trying to hide it by putting up this? persona and i and i then i wondered to myself like is that necessarily the right thing to categorize then that every single person that enlists is feeling this way when they come back home right yeah and i you know i think it's probably somewhere in the middle but but yeah and i don't know if that's where exactly it wants us to land but i do think it also touched a little bit on um, kind of the generational difference too there's just that one exchange with you know a, kind of a different breed of guy from a different generation who kind of showed kind of a lack of respect and understanding for some of the psychological pain oh that, that made comes. me angry yeah and, and, and that worked i thought like it, it i think that was part of what it was trying to convey for sure is is helping us understand that that there's been a whole lot of torment that has gone unseen and unheard um, because it's just for a long time wasn't even socially acceptable to talk about it or is a perceived sign of weakness to talk about so i i, I think that this works in that way and i like like you said earlier i loved that it was 95 percent about that and five percent about the battle piece i i think that was um, actually a really smart choice for what i think the message was Oh, definitely. You know, like I said, they say in the movie that hundreds of thousands of veterans are seeking this level of help. And it just made me wonder, like, is is the film painting a picture where it's everybody or almost everybody? Because I I don't know necessarily if that's A, true or B, fair. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, But one thing I did really, really like about this film that you don't normally see is I love that the actors in the film i'm sorry not the actors the characters in the film voluntarily choose to seek help Mm -hmm. as opposed to trying to internalize it and try to just simply live through it and then they have to have that cliched scene like we've seen before in other films where the wife yells at them and it happens here too but instead of the harder and tough military man being like you don't know a thing about it you know what i mean going on their going on their way um miles teller you know, tells her, okay, I'm going to do this. So when the film takes that turn and then it explores like the clinical side of things and, you know, really looking at how the system tries to treat all these people, but there's just so many of them. That is the film I really, really wanted to see. And I really wish that that was so much more than what we got, because that I think is what would have made the film stand out more, make it more unique and ultimately better in the end. Oh yeah. Like even just the stats, like the 22 suicides a day and you know, all of that stuff is the stuff that hit home. And I thought there wasn't any great female performances in this, or I don't think any great female characters represented, Mm -hmm. but I did think that, yeah, I did think that the scene where she sort of uncovered what he was really feeling I, that worked for me i found that um impactful i still don't know how i feel about her as an actress though i know oh yeah no me either and I, and she didn't have a lot to do but either way yeah she she's definitely not a standout of this and um but i think 
um, yeah, you know, I, I'm just, there, there's a lot to tell here. It's, it's, I, in my day job, I do actually have a day job. I do healthcare staffing actually. And I do a lot of staffing of psychiatrists for VA health systems. And so because of that, I, like, I, like you said, I think that there is an entire movie about that. I mean, it is unbelievable, the red tape. It is unbelievable how hard it is to become a doctor in the VA system and then how hard it is to make money being a doctor in the VA system. And so you don't get, you know, best of breed that is representing and trying to help people who are, you know, serving our country and giving their lives. It's, I mean, there, there's a big story there for sure. Definitely. You know, and, and just another note on that, you know, I think nowadays, if so many people can seek help for things like depression, you know, we live in a world where social media has made these issues so much more uh, prevalent and uh, more well known. And the encouragement can be felt on a greater level of people supporting you to seek help. Um, I definitely think that that other side of what it once used to be where you were saying before uh, of people internalizing and uh, being frowned upon to actually seek that help. I, I, I do feel that we are living in a society at least today. And I know this film takes place uh, about 10 years ago. I would think that in 2017, uh, we're a lot more tolerant, understanding, and also supportive. So... I hope I hope that message resonates with people when they watch this. Absolutely. But I think, I mean, just like anything, I, th- I still think we all struggle with sort of how to be, how to appreciate it. What does it mean to actually truly appreciate the sacrifices? That kind of thing, I think, is always going to be sort of a struggle to have it make sense. Um, and again, like, like that kind of goes back to the title of the movie, I think. But um, And there's no politics here. There's no, no. like... We went over the fight, somebody else's war, or why are we even here? There's no like, there's no question about it. They're there to support each other. Right. Um, there's never even like talk of, you know, we're there to, you know, defeat evil. You know what I mean? Or whatever the case may be, the Taliban or whatever, right, Al Qaeda. Complete pride, yeah, in what they're doing. Yeah, there's no, there's no politics here this is a a character drama through and through Mm -hmm. and uh like i said it's a mixed bag of a film but i would say that there are equal number of positives as they are as there are negatives so with that said uh deanne uh, let's get into final thoughts great out of 10 any oscar potential what do you have for us yeah so the one other thing i'll just mention here is that i saw a film back in january at sundance called yellow birds which is from david lowry who did ghost story this year and he also did uh pete's dragon um and it is literally almost the same movie it's fictional characters but it is almost structured the same way it has this scene with Jennifer Aniston kind of in the Amy Schumer equivalent role but it's really played for sort of that Oscar real moment if that makes sense and sure. so I, I had I couldn't help but have that movie in the back of my mind the entire time I saw that this and it was from a film standpoint a better film by far ah, well that gets me really excited yeah so it, it does uh, so, so that taints I think kind of where I land on this I, I just wanted to share that and I have I tried to find a release date for it I don't know what's going on they're obviously not making a push for this award season maybe I don't know that it was quite strong enough for that so maybe it's just going to get dropped at some kind of um, weird time we'll find out I'm sure but anyway watch for that one if you are interested in this movie because they are very similar um, and but also you know there's something to see there um, so that being said, as far as Oscar potential, I don't, I don't think there's any performances here. I don't think that there's anything in the writing or a, at all that, that is going to make it to award season. Um, but I do think that it's an important movie and I think it's worth a view. Okay. 
And a grade out of 10? I would do a 6 out of 10. All righty. And no Oscar potential, right? No no Oscars. Yeah, I'm the same way on this uh, level. Miles Teller is good, but uh, film around him is not that yeah. good enough to help support him through the season at this point. Right. And Gyllenhaal was better. Gyllenhaal had way better performance, I think, with some similar themes. So. Oh, in, uh, in Jarhead? No, in Stronger. Oh, I mean, oh, just stronger. in terms Jeez. of the recovery, right? And his was physical, not mental, but I still think... I don't know. I, I just I just don't see it for Miles this year. Yeah, no, I don't either. His time will come, though, yeah. I think. Agreed. You know, if he keeps giving performances like this, uh, there's no doubt in my mind that he'll get there someday. It just may not be uh, for a while. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the meantime, though, uh, thank you for your service. A lot of interesting ideas to explore. It's very heavy, uh, very dramatic, and... Tonally, it finds a balance until at a certain point it just simply doesn't. Like, there's one scene where he's making breakfast for his kids and his daughter's like, I don't need chocolate. And he says, uh, you know, he says, okay, any, anything else I miss? And then it just cuts to like another scene. And stuff like that is like jarring and it just doesn't flow really well from one scene to the other at times uh the amy schumer thing is also very odd takes you out of the film so there are little hindrances here and there that are ultimately bogging this movie down i do appreciate a lot about it though and i really wish that we had gotten more of the single thing that i liked the most which was exploring the clinical side of the va and its support for veterans or maybe lack thereof, however you want to uh, view it, essentially. And that was the movie I really was interested in seeing. Instead, we have side plots with drug dealers, and oh, yeah. I, I don't even know that what was going on was there. Weird. He was like a caricature. That was a weird character, I thought. Anyway. It was. And then the film just ends uh, kind of almost out of nowhere. Um, it, it almost seemed to me like they didn't know how to end it at a, maybe at a certain point or the ending just didn't get its proper due. They kind of just have uh, Miles Teller telling a story and then there's one final shot and that's it. And it's like, oh, okay. You know, cue the, uh, cue the song over the credits. So I, I'm, I'm going with a five out of 10 on this one. Uh, I don't see any Oscar potential. Overall, I'm completely split here, right down the middle. I'm not leaning negative, and I'm not leaning positive. So I will will stick with a five. Deanne, would you mind telling our dear listeners where they can find you on the internet? Absolutely. I'm on Twitter at at TweedledeeD33. That is D-E-E-D-E-E-33. And you can always find me at Next Best Picture. Thank you so much for listening to the Next Best Picture podcast as we review. Thank you for your service. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Player FM. Oh, and CastBox. I don't know. I said everything out of order this time, so it kind of didn't flow off the tongue as well, I guess. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. Regardless, leave us a review on iTunes. Nothing less than five stars is ever acceptable in our eyes. And we will see you, as always, next time. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, 
we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon.